This is Agents Influence Podcast. You can't underestimate your marketing, especially if you have a podcast. That's an audio platform. You need the visual to go along with it. I became an expert in terms of standing out. And even with all these sponsorships that I have, it's because I reach out to people. I collaborate with other people. I started a mastermind with other podcasters and we promote each other. So I'm not an insurance agent, but for instance, you were saying you have that Facebook group with other insurance agents. That's a great example of expanding your network and growing from other people and supporting other people in a way that grows your brand. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, 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 loyal listeners. Welcome to Agents Influence Podcast, Conversations with Jason Cass. And today we've got a unique one, bringing somebody who's outside the industry. Um, doesn't ever really even, I don't even think specifically has ever talked about insurance or risk management. But I have kind of noticed that the legacy she's leaving, I guess I could say, maybe that's a little bit too big, but watching her go from where she has been to where she is now, um, I want to grab that story because I think there's a lot of things that a lot of insurance agents uh, can learn from her. Her name is Hala Taha, and I'm going to tell you, you're going to find out she's electric. And I think you're going to like this little spin as we variate away from the insurance industry, but talk about business owners, right? Talk about success. Let's talk about failures. Let's have some fun, okay? So before I do, I got to let everybody know, you got to go to wegotyourpodcast.com, wegotyourpodcast.com, check it out. That's what we're doing. We're producing over 11 shows now, and we can make it simple for you. We can literally, you can just do what you do well, which is talk to people, communicate with people, build audience, give a value, but most importantly, you're building authority. And it takes a lot of time to do that through video. It takes a lot of time to do that through blogging. But through podcasting, you can simply record it and then you can allow somebody else to do it and it doesn't have to be customized exactly like everything else does. So we got your podcast.com. We got your podcast.com. Um, even if you just want to call me, okay, just give me a phone call because the reason is I will give you three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine other shows and how they were insurance agents who are building a niche and building authority inside that niche through podcasting. We got your podcast.com. Hala, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Jason. I am, I'm, I'm excited about this one because this one's a little different and that's what I like. I like things that are a little different. And and uh, I really welcome you coming on, uh, loyal listeners. Today is uh, October 22nd and we are recording this. And her and I have had a heck of a time going back and forth. I've canceled a couple times. She's had to cancel. She's she's a big dog at Disney. No, I'm just joking. She works at Disney and has a wild schedule. You'll also find out she's one hell of an entrepreneur. So she's like you, loyal listeners. And like me, she works because we love it. And we don't consider it a job. We just love it. I don't know about you, Allah. I'm taking those words away, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, lo I love what I do right now, especially on my podcast side and, and my new agency. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Now we're going to talk a lot about that. But before we do, there's the ways that the audience would like to relate to you. And here's number one. Are you an iPhone or are you a Droid user? I am an iPhone user all the way. 
Oh my goodness. Most, uh, most cool people are, except <laughs> for me. I'm a droid. Hey, give me your last app that you downloaded. Um, I actually just downloaded Podacy because they are uh, sponsoring me. I have a partnership with them and I'm going to be um, doing their weekly newsletter of podcast recommendations. So that's what the latest that? app. It's a discovery app um, where different like podcast tastemakers and listeners can go and get podcast recommendations and, and chat about their favorite shows. Nice, nice. You know, I'm a fan of that because that's any time I'm trying to build this podcasting up. You know what I mean? It is, and not only is it g growing ginormously, but I just think there's so much value that can be given out. We won't go there yet. We won't go there yet. <laughs> um, do you love to win or do you hate to lose? I love to win. Love to win for sure. Any reason why? Um, you know, I'm a very competitive person. Um, I love to win, but I actually do believe in collaboration over competition. And so uh, one of the things that I'm known for is like partnering up with other podcasters and not really uh, competing so much and getting bigger and growing my network through collaboration. So uh, I, I love to win, but I'm not afraid to collaborate and I'm not afraid of the competition. And that you right here is proof of it. Proof <laughs> of it. I am the same exact way. We have uh, us podcasters in the insurance industry. There's probably 10 or 15 of them. A lot of us, we're all on the same Facebook uh, little messenger thing. And we share ideas and stuff because to us, I mean, we're all, we believe the more there are, the more we start challenging the norms, the more we start doing things and progressing. Yeah. You know? So yeah, totally there with you. If there were two things in life that gave you that brought you to where you were, which one would you say is more than the other luck or skill? Um, I think it has a lot more to do with skill than luck. I actually have faced a lot of rejection over my life and, you know, have always gotten back on the horse and I've created my own path in many instances. Um, the gatekeepers usually don't like me and uh, don't pick me. And I usually have to, you know, break my own door down and, and make my own path. So I would definitely say it's more skill than luck. Well, you know, and... Uh... That, that's good. And it kind of fits into to who you are and I think where we're going to go. Um, there's a lot of things in marketing and there's a lot of things in business that you do need that luck. But I, I think you are, are a, a very good reason of how just skill and just hard work, you know, and putting yourself there. I uh, appreciate it, though. Let's go back. Take me back to uh, high school, college, whatever, and bring us forward. Give us a storyline in two to three minutes that brings us to who you are today. Okay, Bra sure. Brag so a little bit. Okay, cool. So I would say in high school, I was like your average high school student. You know, I was like a B student, like nothing really special. I didn't really find myself or believe in myself yet. I didn't have the confidence. It wasn't until college I, you know, discovered the law of attraction. I was in a very uh, diverse school where I was more accepted. You know, I'm Arabic. And, you know, when I grew up, like 9-11 was still a really big deal. And I was really, uh -huh. really faced a lot of adversity, um, you know, in high school, um, even though I had like the best voice in school and things like that. I never was like the lead of the play. And then, you know, once I got to college, everything changed. I was like very popular, was on the cheerleading team in the like leads in the plays. And like, that's really where like I started to shine. And um, in high, in college, I landed an internship at Hot 97. So Hot 97 is the number one hip hop and R&B station in the world. And um, wow. I started in the production department and then I got promoted to be Angie Martinez's assistant. So if you don't know her, she's known as or was known as the voice of New York. And she had the number one show 
in America. And so I was like her assistant working on that show. And I actually dropped out of college to take that opportunity, you know, full speed ahead and work at Han 97 every single day. So I ended up working at Han 97 for um, almost three years. Um, I had my own online radio shows with other DJs on the side, really like honing in my own like online personality skills. I used to do like commercials on Hot 97. I, you know, met all the celebrities, would host, uh, sorry, not host parties, would go to parties with the DJs and like help them and things like that. And then I was also like, you know, their bitch if I could, you know, because sorry for cursing, but like, you know, getting them coffee, uh, feeding them meters, doing whatever they wanted because I was really like in in radio, you've got to pay your dues. And uh, most people, People, yeah, most people who get on Hot 97 or really big radio stations like that have to work for free for like 10 years, you know, five, 10 years before you actually get on the show. So I worked for free there for three years, making my money, um, you know, hosting showcases and, and things like that at night. And then um, I ended up leaving Hot 97 because I was upset that they didn't give me a job. Uh, that's uh, one of my rejection stories. Um, they gave somebody else a producer role when I was working there for free for three years doing that job. And I was pissed. And I ended up leaving and going back to school, finishing my you know undergraduate, uh, went back to college. And then I started the sorority of hip hop. So um, I, you know, was felt like I was getting blackballed by the entertainment industry. All the DJs that used to be like, I hung out with them every day, stopped taking my calls. Um, You know, Angie Martinez was ignoring me. Everybody basically like shut me out after I was just, you know, there every day doing anything that they wanted for three years. So then I, uh, you know, I had a decent Twitter following at the time and I reached out to girls on Craigslist and Facebook and, and started this thing called the Sorority of Hip Hop. And I got girls from Def Jam and Complex and VH1 and other girls who worked in the industry uh, to be part of this uh, group with me. And we started a blog site. Um, And I was still like, you know, finishing my last year of college. And, you know, we were one of the most popular hip hop and entertainment news sites in the world after three months. And we actually got scouted by MTV, almost got our own TV show. Um, that was right in the beginning. (laughs) We didn't, yeah, we didn't get it. Um, then, you know, our buzz, yeah, our buzz got really big. The same DJs that I was feeding their meters now were asking me to host their parties with them. I was side by side on the flyers with them. Um, I had 50 female bloggers under me at the height of it. Um, Mm. MTV came to us again um, and shot a really fancy pilot with us, got us a studio on Broadway, filmed us all around the city, um, you know, hair, makeup, all that, you know, really almost became the next Jersey Shore. And I was the lead, we were getting paid. They shot us all summer. And then we didn't get the show after all of that. And so that was three years into the sorority of hip hop. Uh, another big, you know, devastation in my life in terms of not getting that opportunity. But, you know, looking back, I only got that opportunity because I was successful and because I was ambitious and because I was doing really cool things. Um, and so I shut down the sorority of hip hop because I felt like, you know, I was carrying the weight of 50 girls under me and I had 50 girls expecting that they were going to be famous from me and like that they were going to make it from me. And it was just like a lot of pressure being that young, have like being a leader at that age. I was like only like 26 or something. And it was just like, you know, uh, really stressful for me. So I ended up shutting it down uh, and decided I wanted to work on myself. So I went, got my MBA, got a 4.0, went into corporate. Uh, then I started Young and Profiting podcast, and now I work at Disney. So that's the that's my story in a nutshell. Man, I love it. <laughs> I love it. So much there to unpack. So much there to unpack. So what do you do exactly with Disney? 
Um, right now I'm focused on email and mobile marketing. And so I, uh, establish all the processes across our different marketing teams, um, and make sure that we're as efficient as possible. And I stand up different platforms, pick our marketing stack and things like that. Right. So that is what, that's what I guess you would call that your, it's not, but nine to five. Exactly. Right? And, then, yeah. and then you have, and then you have some other stuff that you do that you've just kind of, yeah. um, just the kind of person that give it a little platform. You say, thank you. You appreciate it. And I'm going to make this bigger. Right. And that is something that's great about you. And it seems as part as your platforms have fallen down, you've kind of realized like the platforms you've created have been so vast that it's like, that was just another story that led to my success of where I am today. And those are still going to come, right? Yeah, Isn't, totally. isn't that amazing how this is? I mean, it, it's tough when you're in it. Let's make no joke about it. But the more you go through it, the more you can think back like this, right? Totally. I mean, looking back, when I stopped the sorority of hip hop, we had our we had online radio shows, we hosted parties, we had a blog site. Like that's primarily what we did. When mm -hmm. I went back to corporate, I, I ended up getting a job at HP. I worked there for like three years. I thought I was never going to get back on a mic. I thought my entertainment industry experience was over. That's it. I'm a normal person with a normal job. I was getting promoted and I had a great career. And I was like, that's it. You know, this is my life. I'm just going to like, you know, right. just be in corporate and work my way up and maybe be a, you know, CEO of some company one day, but that's down love, the line. And I, I thought I was never going to get on a, a mic. And then I decided to, and I'm so happy because like, I've never been happier. You know, Young and Profiting podcast is two years old. We're crushing it. Um, What's that know, mean? What's crushing it? Tell the loyal listeners. Top 10 how-to podcast on Apple. We've got over 30,000 subscribers on CastBox for our top 10 education podcast on that platform. I have sponsorships left and right. I could just rattle off Riverside FM is sponsoring me. Podacy is sponsoring me. Podcast Republic is sponsoring me. Sounder FM is sponsoring me. Like right. I could rattle them off in terms of everybody who wants partnerships with me and is collabing with me. I have a team of 27 people. I think so. Why do you think this is happening to you? This could happen to anybody. Not, let's not say anybody, but let's not try to make it seem like we're somebody special. Why do you think this is happening to you, this success and is, is, is happening to you? I think it's because I really work hard. Like I just do. Like I work through the weekends. I, you know, on my podcast when I had this Disney, like I, I've been working a full-time job. Imagine once I, you know, stop working full-time, how big I'm going to get. I, I would wake up at 5 a.m. to work on my podcast, then go to work, then sleep at 1 a.m. after I was done with everything, like, and doing it by myself until, you know, people were so motivated um, to learn from me that they started just helping me for free. I had listeners that just were so inspired by what I was nice. doing that they just wanted to volunteer. And so for the first, you know, wow. I just started paying everyone. I had a team of like 20 people who just wanted to work for free because they believed in the movement. Oh so my one goodness. Of the things, yeah. One of the things that I'm really good at, and I think to, to more directly answer your question is because I'm able to motivate people toward a common cause. And I have the ability to make people feel valued and provide them with experiences where, you know, I can build a movement and have a movement around me. And kind of that's what I did with the sorority of hip hop, too. Like I didn't pay any of those girls, um, maybe just a little bit, you know, from the top, the top five girls got paid once in a while. But it's like right. it's more of like a movement that I'm able to start. And right. so um, you I'm find people with passion. For, for what you're what you're delivering right and I mean 
People with passion will work for free. That's our volunteers of the world, right? Yeah. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. And you're, man, you're, you're, and I love how you say it. I have the ability to unite people behind a cause. The way you say it is very um, convicting, you know, and, and I really like that. I really do. You have to understand real quick, Halab, that, that the, the, the loyal listeners that we have here, we get kind of a more cooler, I guess, following if you're talking about it. the insurance industry, to be honest with you, especially the independent insurance agents, uh, not where we don't represent an all state or state farm, we represent many companies. We're actually really fun, especially like <laughs> around, you know, I don't want to say ages. I'll have my friends get mad at me, but around my age and below. Um, and, and we really, we find this podcasting. We're trying to get out there and deliver things, but, but we still live in a very, very archaic industry. The average agent is, is 62, 63, 64, white, stale, male, and pale, you know, <laughs> I, I can say it, you know, I mean, and they, they hate when I say that stuff on here, but it's the truth. And here you are on here, just da -di la -di la -di la <laughs> I got these sponsors, I got this. And half of these people are like, get out of here. This is ridiculous. And the other half are saying what I'm saying. They're saying, this is a woman this is a human who went through adversity multiple times. And whether you think you may get back on a mic or not, that sounds like to other people like, oh, I got big deal. Hey, if that's your dream and your passion, that's a big deal to you. That's crushing when you think that you may not ever be able to have that. And to be able to get back out of bed, say, I'm going to do it, or I'm going to do my own, or I'm going to continue on, or I'm not going to let that person pin me down. Holla, good for you. Oh, That's the way you. that I see that. And I think a lot of our loyal listeners say that same thing too, because it comes through in you. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 30. Okay. Oh, not joking with you. I would have hit right at that. And the only reason is because you said the 26 around the sorority thing. So yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Man. Wow. I mean, I'm only 42, but there's a difference between 40 and or 42 and, 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 uh, and 30. And, and good for you. Good for you. Thank so where you. do you see yourself going? Where, where are you going? Okay. What a great question. Um, I just started a podcast marketing agency this summer. Um, I actually, you know, have uh, five clients already, all top podcasters, Heather Monahan, Kathy Heller, Jason Waller, um, and basically getting them from the people who I actually interview on my podcast. So mm -hmm. a lot of big CEOs, bestselling authors, they're starting podcasts. A lot of people are starting podcasts out there. And so, right. um, you know, I'm targeting those types of people and I'm getting them like they're impressed with what I do in terms of my video marketing, my audio editing uh, production team, 
um, my social media. And it's great because all these volunteers that were working for me now are getting paid and have salaries. And it's just it's just been amazing to like really turn this into a profitable business. And, um, you know, it's the first I've had other companies before. Like I said, I had the sorority of hip hop, but I was so young. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And it's so cool to go back now and like, you know, with my MBA, with all my corporate knowledge, with my leadership skills and be able to come out like the gate, like we're on like as of now, and I didn't even quit my full time job. I'll just be transparent. We're all on track to make like 500k in revenue next year, and it's like crazy because I'm like, I just didn't expect this to happen so fast, and mm-hmm. it just seems like everything's like falling into place. But honestly, it was a long time coming. Like I've been busting my ass for years, you know, like That's four right. years. The, so. and no, and and you have been, and that and, and that. Oh. I love it. I love it. 500K. And like you said, you're, you, what? Uh, I mean, so what are you, so your plans going forward? Are you just, you're going to keep expanding, keep trying to build your influence? Heather Monahan actually was on our podcast. Oh, amazing. Um, probably um, a, a month ago, a month and a half ago. Um, like I said, and my loyal listeners know, I, I follow a lot of people because I try to, I try to bring people from the outside in who have these dynamic stories, you know, and Heather had a good one as well. Yeah. Um, and, and it's really good and, and it's really, really great. And so what is the, what is a podcast marketing? What you help them market their podcast? That simple? Um, it's, it's lots of different things. So I think my team's strength specifically is the video production and micro content. So we do like YouTube management, um, micro content production for social media. We'll write your social media posts for you. Uh, we do the audio editing. We do uh, guest bookings, guest research, which is another huge strong point of ours. Uh, my podcast is known to, to be like one of the most um, – quality podcasts in terms of the content that we do. And it's based on all this research that we do on our guests. Like I do 20 hours of research myself. I've got a whole research team. Uh, We really go crazy in terms of the content that we put on our show. So um, we offer that as a service now. And basically everything that I did with my own podcast, um, all my processes and things like that, we just offer them as a service now. And it was actually Heather Monahan. Heather Monahan is my mentor. And uh, it was her who convinced me to do it because we met, I had her on my podcast and she was like, Hala, like what you do is so cool. Like you're so impressive. Uh, Take me behind the scenes. So I was like teaching her stuff about LinkedIn automation and just like showing her around like some of my like internal things that I'm up to. And she's like, Holly, your stuff is as impressive as Gary V's team. Like I, I, Gary V gave me the same tour and your stuff is just as good. And your team is just as good. She's like, when are you going to offer this as a service? I want to be your first client. And so she mm-hmm. came on as my first client and let me like have training wheels with her. And then now it's just like full steam ahead. So it's just been amazing. It's been an amazing journey. Yeah, it really has. And so, um, and, and where do you live right now? I think you may have told me. I'm in Montauk, New York at the moment. No, I did not ask. You I, I'm thing, usually so. in Brooklyn, but since the pandemic, we, we went up to Montauk. Yeah. Okay. Well, fantastic. Um, so outside of podcasting and outside of what you do, I mean, what do you do to what do you do to wear down? I know you're like me, you're a go, 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 and it's hard to think about it, but there's things you do to say, okay, this is my thing that that chills me out and makes me not think of that. 
Um, I love to work out, um, love to do like Pilates and, and just work out. I love to walk my dog outside. I love to watch Shark Tank. That's the only TV I watch. I watch no other shows, but I'm obsessed with Shark Tank. Um, Good one. <laughs> that's pretty much it. I mean, I spend time with my, I have a long time boyfriend. I've been with him for over 10 years. So uh, spending time with him and uh, just, wow. you know. What kind of dog do you have? I have a Maltese and a Yorkie. Oh, wow. Okay. Little ones. Wow. <laughs> little, little, yeah. little yeah. doggies. Yeah. Okay. Well, fantastic. Um, you know, leaders are readers and readers are leaders. You know, I mean, where do you find your education? Where do you find? Do you read books? Do you listen to audibles? What are you, magazines? What do you, what do you get your education Well, from? before I started my podcast, I was obsessed with Audible and I listened to maybe 20 books a year on Audible and I, I was really into it and podcasts. But now that I have my podcast, I have very limited time. You know, I have a full-time job. I have an agency and I have a number one podcast, right? So lot and, and a boyfriend and, you know, a family and friends. Right. So it's just like, you know, I have a very full life, no time to really sit down and read a book except for the books of the people who come on my podcast. So a lot of the people I've had on my show yeah, are, are best-selling authors. So like think Robert Greene, Mark Manson, Seth Godin, like all those people have come on my podcast. And then I get to like, you know, get a crash course in everything that they're an expert on. And so my education is actually coming from the people that I interview now. Uh, I have a very educational show. It's always about actionable insight. We're not really doing like podcasts where I'm going over like career journeys and things like that. It's actually to uncover a topic. So like, for example, I'm interviewing Alexandra Carter tomorrow, who's the author of Ask for More. It's a Wall Street Journal bestseller and it's a negotiation book. So I'm learning all things negotiation this week. So it's like every week I get to learn some new topic, um, which is great. It's, it's so mm -hmm. cool to like be able to be forced to learn something. It's like having a class that you have to study for every week. And uh, so I love it. And it just gives me an opportunity to keep learning. So loyal listeners, if you can hear this, this, I mean, do you hear these parallel lines that are running next to what we've been talking about for a while of marketing, of blogging, of video, of podcasting, getting it out there and building your authority and who you are, right? And the thing that we have, Ahala, is that we have, especially with uh, most businesses, are written by independent insurance agents, their insurance. And and a lot of it is, um, well, it, it, it's... A lot of a lot of it is still done very old school, okay. And but a lot of us have started to figure out over the last five to ten years that we need to niche. And so, but the problem with it is, is as education has went, it's taught everybody how to niche, right? Mm -hmm. So now, where I used to have a niche in in non for profits, now there's other agents who are experts there. And one of the ways that you can teach it is by, and you do the, the video, the blogging, the video, the podcasting, it elevates you above those others who say they're the expert, right? Or, or things like that. And using it is in a marketing sense. And, 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 and I hear that over here with you, I'm hearing your story, you know, and the things that you're putting together to elevate your game and build your company. And I love what you said, the people that used to work with you for free are now making paychecks. I heard you say that and the way you said it was great because that, that, that's the, that's a sign of success there when you can tell that your people are your biggest asset. And, and, and I think that loyal listeners, we need to see that that's the direct thing. What are we doing in other industries? Listen to what she's doing. What can you do in your agency to take some of those things to elevate your game um, and so that people see you in a different light? You know, she 
Ala, you did it for free for three years and the people shit on you. Yeah. 99% of the people quit right there, right? They quit right there and they walk away. But you was like, no, I'm, I'm going to come back. And I, and I really, really, really like that. And I think there's a lot. And you learned what worked and what didn't. And the next time you were stronger, right? And I think agents are going through that right now, Hala. We have this huge change of trying to go from that old school to that new school, those yellow pages and billboards to social and digital marketing. Totally. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything you would like to say out there? Anything as we kind of wrap this yeah, up? Yeah, you know what? You and uh, something that I, I've been wanting to say and just to call out in terms of like how I built my success, it's it's being resourceful and being scrappy. So like I do my best when like my back is against the wall, you know? And mm -hmm. so in every situation where I've been successful, it's because like when I got fired from Hot 97, my back was against the wall. So I learned how to create a website, you know? When I didn't get the MTV show, my back was against the wall. I knew that I needed to go get my education. And I actually started Young and Profiting Podcast because of a similar situation. I didn't get a, you know, a role that I really wanted within my company. And I was like, you know what, screw that. I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna do my own thing. And so I, I did it and it was a success. And so being resourceful, being scrappy, mm. like you cannot underestimate that. I started off on LinkedIn with 2,000 followers two years ago. I have 64,000 followers now. In the beginning, I would copy and paste a message and reach out to people one by one for them to listen to my podcast. One by one, you know, I spent hours doing this, responding to people, having conversations with them, getting my listeners one by one, you know? And mm -hmm. I spent time on my marketing, you know? You, you can't underestimate your marketing, especially if you have a podcast, you know? That's an audio platform. You need the visual to go along with it. And so um, I, I became an expert in terms of uh, standing out. I wanted to make sure I was bright, colorful in the feed, like, and, and things like that. And so, um, and even with all these like sponsorships that I have, it's because I reach out to people and I think creatively, you know, I collaborate with other people. I have, a, 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 you know, I started a, um, a mastermind with other podcasters and we promote each other. And it's so how, how can you be more creative in what you're doing? So I'm not an insurance agent, but like, for instance, you were saying you have that Facebook group with other insurance agents. That's a great example of expanding your network and, and growing mm -hmm. from other people and supporting other people in a way that grows your brand. And I feel like I'm very good at that. I'm very good at like, you know, having other podcasters that are much bigger than me. I do favors for them. I introduce them. I get them guests. I do whatever because then I know they're going to turn around one day and do something for me. And like, that's how I've grown a lot of my success. It's basically just expanding my network, being resourceful and being helpful to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Yep. You are so right. Thank you very much, Hala. I really appreciate you coming on and, uh, and giving us, and if they want to find it's young and prof, uh, young and profiting, right? Yeah. It young and young and profiting podcast. And That's my right. name is Hala Taha. You can find me on Instagram at Yap with Hala, but a majority of my following and content is on LinkedIn and just search for my name. It's Hala Taha. You brought a lot of energy and you brought up a lot of excitement and we are happy for you. All of us loyal listeners really truly are Hala. Thank you. Thanks so much, Jason. Hey, this has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. And remember, tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason. This has been Hala, and we are out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. 
really. We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.